Hey, I'm Roberta Blevins, and this is Life After MLM, a podcast where we worked and the stigma of failure in an industry systemically designed for you to fail. Join us as we dive into the real life stories of survivors, experts, and advocates to debunk the common myths and fallacies of cults, scams, and multi-level marketing. Welcome to our second annual month long of holiday magic, named after the now defunct cosmetics pyramid scheme owned by our shady friend, William Penn Patrick. I am so excited to be bringing you even more amazing content to keep you willingly informed and scam free all season long. Please join us every Sunday and Wednesday throughout the month of December for brand new episodes filled with the interviews, topics, stories, and history that you asked for. All frauds, scams, pyramid schemes, and cults all month long. Happy holidays, hunbots and hunbros, from me, Abby, and Life After MLM. Hey, hunbots and hunbros. It, uh, it has been a week, and I am recording this housekeeping during a rainstorm, so if you can hear the rain, it is my gift to you. It's also late in the evening, so you get to hear my, I've had quite the day, and I'm taking it down a notch and bringing you the slow jams of the 80s, 90s, and today voice. <laughs> so, you know, again, my gift to you. Quick content warning before we get to the news and scams of the day. In this episode, we talk about a now defunct MLM called To The Nines, and there's a very quick and brief mention of pedophilia. No details, just a mention. And I really didn't expect that when I started an anti-MLM podcast that I would have so many content warnings that mentioned children. The world is a sick place, folks. So to change topics completely, in MLM news, Matilda Jane closes. I have been getting so many screenshots and messages about the MLM Matilda Jane closing its doors, and so I wanted to bring it up here in the housekeeping and get everyone up to speed on the MLM drama. So Matilda Jane is an MLM clothing company, and I didn't know much about it other than it's sort of like patchwork and ruffles and everything reminds me of Lunette the Clown from Big Comfy Couch. I said what I said. And so because I wanted to be informed, I headed to the about section of their website and I watched a YouTube video where the text on the screen literally said, quote, twirling the spirit of Matilda Jane, an unpredictable clothing company. And I thought, well, they're not wrong. And the entire video is narrated by adorable children. So you almost forget that it's a pyramid scheme that they're enticing you to join with the promise of keeping, quote, girlhood innocent and all that other purity culture garbage right out the gate. It's LuLaRoe meets Cabbage Patch dolls. And you know, I'm right. And even if you disagree, it doesn't matter because Matilda Jane just bit the dust. And uh, Google wasn't much of a help in terms of breaking MLM news. And so I had to log into Facebook to find the message from the screenshots because it sums it all up better than I could. And this post is from Annie Helms. And I just want to say that we are so proud of you. So Annie says, 
I'm not one to speak badly, but I feel the need to share this because I have a lot of questions and speculations about what went down. So here's what I know. On December 6th at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, the new Matilda Jane December collection launched. We trunk keepers, that's what Matilda Jane reps are called, trunk keepers. We trunk keepers hustled and worked our tails off to sell the new collection and advertise those items. And then on December 7th at 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, so 12 hours later, all the trunk keepers received an email from Matilda Jane CEO Donna Colico informing us that at 4 p.m. the very same day that all trunk keepers would be terminated. Hundreds of people now without a job with absolutely no notice less than three weeks away from Christmas. <sighs> with so many of us facing this new reality, we pushed hard the last day in order to maximize our very last commissions. But here is the cherry on top. We will apparently not be paid for any orders that were placed on December 7th, even though we were still trunk keepers until 4 p.m. that day. Well, that's mighty LuLaRoe of you. Obviously, Matilda Jane, quote, winding down wasn't something that was spur of the moment. She knew, yet she wanted to get as much as she could from us selling that new collection. I feel deceived. I feel hurt. I feel betrayed. This is a company that meant so much to so many of us, and we were cut off so quickly and so easily. With that being said, Matilda Jane is going to be having sales coming up. They already had one that popped up the very next day that we were terminated. I'm asking you, please don't shop there anymore. Please shop with the trunk keepers because I can promise you, many of us have a lot of inventory that we need to sell in order to help recoup our cost. Not only that, but many home office employees were also fired. So phone calls and emails are now going without an answer. Please continue supporting your trunk keeper and purchase items we have on hand that you can be confident you will receive. Thank you for your help. And then another post said, Matilda Jane Clothing fired all trunk keepers two weeks before Christmas with seven hours notice. Please consider buying directly from trunk keepers with inventory and not the website. It makes me sick that they could do something so deplorable while still taking orders and revenue from you, our customers. They did not even give us commission on our final day as trunk keepers. <sighs> and then this is the email from corporate that was sent out that day. The letterhead says, a note from Donna. To our valued trunk keepers. Valued. <laughs> the loaded language <laughs> in this uh, value. We value you so much. We're about to terminate you. Wow. The loaded language already. Three words in and we're already. Okay, here we go. We are very sorry to have to notify you that as of today, December 7th, 2022 at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the company is winding down its business and terminating its relationship with its trunk keepers. The company has been experiencing financial difficulties and has been negotiating a sale of substantially all of its assets to preserve jobs and the business. However, despite the company's extensive efforts, the sale has not materialized. In addition, the company's secured lender asserted a default under its loan agreement, and the company is unable to borrow any additional money from the lender or any other financing source. As a result, the company is left without the funds necessary to continue operating its business and has no choice but to sell any remaining assets and wind down. December launch commissions will be paid on Monday, December 12th, 2022. We are very saddened by this turn of events and truly appreciate all of your support over the years. Sincerely, 
Donna. That's a bummer to hear. As someone that came from a clothing MLM, I get it. And as someone who's also a former goober, that is the name in MLM for those that are going out of business. Those of you who are fans of Matilda Jane clothing, despite my obvious lack of enthusiasm for them, please, please, please seek out your goobing MJ trunk keepers and help each other out this holiday season. This is one of those anti-MLM gray areas where it's okay to support the hun while sticking it to the scam. So I'll allow it. I had a little change of plans this week. I had intended on talking about an entirely different scam, but then I remembered that this is a scam podcast, so I can find room in my content for more scams. And the reason that I wanted to talk about this particular scam is because I just watched the majority of it unfold before my very eyes on social media, and that is the AI selfie scam. Now, first and foremost, I want to remind everyone that we have all done this or something like this. So let's remove the stigma and the shame immediately. Okay. There is always some app, some trend, some whatever that we all jump on before thinking twice. I'm looking at you, teenage dirtbag videos. Most of the time, these trends are cheeky and fun, harmless, cringy at its worst. But every so often, a wolf slips into the hen house, and this time, most of us were all busy fawning over the beautiful pictures plastered all over our social feeds to notice. Even though I didn't do it this time, I almost did, and I've uploaded my face into selfie generators like this before as well. I recently read the book, The Chaos Machine by Max Fisher. I will add it to the book club list, and... If anyone can get me in contact with Max Fisher, let's make an episode. Anyway, this book is basically about how social media is pure chaos and the algorithm does its evil bidding for the most part. It's the stuff we thought was happening, but then also the proof of it happening. And I cannot recommend it highly enough. For my new hyperfixation on, quote, the algorithm, it was interesting to watch the app spread like wildfire without much hesitation even from those that I would least expect. No judgment, just the chaos machine in action. And so I bit. I downloaded the Lenza app because that one seemed to be where the most aesthetically pleasing selfies were being generated from, but there are definitely others besides Lenza. I clicked on the magic avatar where artificial intelligence is used to generate up to 50 different photos of a person, all based on selfies that were uploaded through the app. And it's not a filter. These AI avatars are created using your features with your face in mind. So you upload anywhere from 10 to 20 photos, solo in different poses and from different angles. And the app will generate hundreds of photos of you created by artificial intelligence. Linza AI is currently the top downloaded free app on the Apple store. And while the app is technically free, the photos are not. And this was a huge red flag for me. For $7.99, you can get your magic avatars and then it's either $29.99 a year or $7.99 a month to use the app. So again, not really free. And according to preliminary estimates provided by Sensor Tower, over 4 million people worldwide downloaded the app during the first five days of December. And in the same time period, users spent over $8 million in the app. 
I have seen several different arguments as to why this app is sketch. And so I wanted to share them with you so that you can make the most informed decisions about whether or not you want to go full AI. So the first concern is security implications. How much of my personal and private online security am I giving up by using this app? Beyond biometrics, it's crucial to understand what else you're giving the app permissions for. Linza can actually use third-party analytics to log file information, device identifiers, and registered user information to gather data on you. And according to Linza's parent company, Prisma, and their privacy policy, users of the app, quote, retain all rights in and to their content on the Linza app. But if you agree to their terms under their company license clause, they have the right to, quote, reproduce, modify, adapt, translate, and create derivative works from your content without any additional compensation. So you're basically paying them to take your face and use it how they want, basically, which means they could use your face or your features in any sort of AI generated artwork that they could use in their advertising. And again, you are not going to be paid for any of that. Some people might not care, but some people might. And you uploading your face into the app helps with the R&D of the AI. But luckily, if you have any concerns about what you just did, Uh, Author and professor Chanda Prescott Weinstein laid it all out so beautifully on Twitter. So if you're worried, grab a paper and a pen. So you can request that Lenza deletes all of your personal data by sending an email to privacy at lenza-ai.com. And if you uploaded any of the images to your social media, you've given them permission to use them in their advertising as well. So you can rescind that permission by emailing contact at linza-ai.com. Europeans and Californians are going to have a little bit more of an extensive privacy right uh, than everybody else because their laws are just a little better at regarding these matters. So if you're in either of those places, uh, you might want to look into that a little bit more. Also, if there's conflict, uh, you will have to go to arbitration instead of court. And that is very, very bad and also super scammy and super MLM-y of them. But playing the devil's advocate, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, if you're uploading your face a lot, chances are that AI has already been training with your face for some while. So wah, wah. But this app is just contractually obligating it to a possible secret life as a sexy internet avatar that you don't own. Aside from stealing our literal faces, there are other concerns from critics. One huge concern is the act of the AI generation to begin with. The app asks for face pics and then uses AI to generate bodies based on the gender that you assign your AI photos. Some users commented that their photos were misogynistic and over-sexualized, that the app generated unwanted nudes and used cartoonishly offensive features. And no one deserves to be the victim of non-consensual softcore AI porn. And it is for this exact reason that Lenza is an 18 plus app and that pictures of anyone under the age of 18 in the photo should not be used, like old childhood photos. And unfortunately, because of how AI works, the potential to harm with racist caricatures and exaggerated features is high. 
And then there are also the artists whose art is being stolen by stable diffusion. And look, I had no idea what stable diffusion was, so I googled it for us. And from what I can figure out, it's basically a type of AI that uses text prompts to create computer-generated images based on like the flobbity jillion images available on the internet. Seriously, stable diffusion pulls images from everywhere, including Pinterest, WordPress, Blogspot, DeviantArt, and Flickr, to name a few. And it even pulls images right from artists, allowing the AI to replicate works and styles without crediting or compensating them. And a lot of the artists are from marginalized communities and continue to be taken advantage of in the online space. Seriously, go read The Chaos Machine. And even worse, on some of the Linza images, you can see the mangled artist signature. And it took me right back to the LuLaRoe stolen prints and the watermarks and the artist signature printed right on the fabric. And not that stealing art from creatives would be better if it was given out to the public for free or even after watching an ad, but this app is also charging, remember? And not a cent or even a percentage of a cent is going back to any of the artists that make up a huge part of the whole stable diffusion AI, right? So again, this app has so many of the same red flags that we see in almost all of the scams we talk about. Pay to play, theft, blurring the lines of consent, feeding the algorithm for evil, If nothing else, it's an ethical nightmare, but now you've got the power to warn others and open some eyes. And seriously, if you downloaded the app and uploaded your photos and paid the $7.99 and got your fire photos, don't beat yourself up, okay? Enjoy your photos. On to the meat and potatoes. Head over to quince.com and grab yourself a little something something and support the show by supporting our sponsors. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and say hello to lightweight fabrics and classic styles. I have been taking advantage of the beautiful weather and getting outside for daily walks, and I cannot say enough good things about the Flow Knit High Rise Boyfriend Jogger from Quince. Seriously, running errands, doing school pickups, swinging by the farmer's market, or taking Jaja for a stroll around the lake, these bad boys are versatile. I love the deep pockets, the high waistband, and the internal hidden drawstring. They're quick drying, moisture wicking, antimicrobial, and the four-way stretch makes them so comfortable. They're made with 88% recycled polyester, and the Global Style Standard Certified Yarn dramatically lowers environmental impact by diverting landfill and ocean-bound plastic. Not to mention using recycled claims standard-approved dyeing, washing, and manufacturing processes with low water and eco-friendly dyes. They have become an absolute favorite, and you can save up to 59% off the high-end counterpart by shopping with Quince. Throw on a cotton modal scoop neck tee and some sneakers, and you've got a perfect, effortless outfit. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash MLM for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash MLM to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash MLM. 
Do you ever wonder how much of your personal data is out there on the internet just for anyone to find? I promise it's more than you think. Your name, contact info, social security number, home address, even information about your family members. It's all being compiled by data brokers and openly sold online. This can lead to a lot of problems, including identity theft, phishing attempts, harassment, and unwanted spam calls. But now you can protect your privacy with Delete Me. Signing up for the service is super easy. Just provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. They send you regular personalized privacy reports showing what info they found, where they found it, and what they removed. I got my report and I was floored with the results. Of the 105 data brokers they checked, 83 of them had my data. Delete Me then removed 173 listings of my personal data off the internet, and they make sure that it stays off too. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me at a special discount just for our listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and use promo code MLM at checkout. The only way to get the 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and enter code MLM at checkout. That's joindeleteme.com slash MLM code MLM. Welcome back to another episode of Life After MLM. We've got holiday magic again this year. And so I'm welcoming to the show. We're going to call her the shoe fairy. And she's going to tell us a story that I don't really know anything about. So welcome to the show, shoe fairy. And uh, let's get into this story. Thanks for having me on. I shared this crazy story with you at least a little bit. You were interested in hearing more. And so I went back to some of the principles from it because it's a crazy story. And and I was given the green light to talk to you, but I still prefer to not really acknowledge who I am, (laughs) which I think you'll understand when I start to get into it. I'm excited to hear this story. Okay. So I had been in an MLM before. I also love fashion, particularly shoes. I get this phone call from a friend of mine who was in a different MLM and she goes, hey, someone reached out to me about this opportunity, thought you might be interested in it. It seems like it's right up your alley. It's brand new ground floor opportunity. And I assume most of your listeners know the carrot that that is to hear, you know, you'd be like the front line of people brand new before we launch. We love a ground floor opportunity around here. Yes, yes, yes. You know, that pre-launch team is like huge. So it was like really cool. We, they were going to have great brands. They were going to have Carlos Santana. They were going to have Bessie Johnson shoes. They were going to have these fun designers. You were going to sell shoes direct to your clients. And The woman whose name was on it was Nicole Jones. Now, Nicole Jones, she grew up in Chicago and she actually had a mobile shoe store. She had converted a truck and she had this great little shoe store that she drove around and she did shoe parties. The model had worked really well. And so she was approached by this guy from Texas. I don't know why so many of them are in Texas. There must be some good tax shelters for Texas for these businesses. I don't know that in Utah. And he was like, let's 
run with this. Let's blow this up. And his name was Kenny Davis. He had experience with multi-level marketing and direct sales. And she was this amazing entrepreneur and she had written a book. I was all in. I thought this was great. It was a minority owned company. She's African-American. And I was like, this is so great. Red flag number one. So you could get your startup kit for $199. Or if you pay $599, you'll be a director. And if you pay $1199, you get to be a senior director. It was like up from there. And I think there was like a $3,500 and a $5,700 and a $7,500. So you can literally buy your ranks with your introductory package. Right. But I'll be honest, and it's my own naivete. I was like, maybe that's how it's always done. Because the MLM I'd been with before, I know this company had recruited people to be their startup team. And I was like, okay, maybe that makes sense. Now, there's no way I was paying 7500 I wouldn't even like pay four digits. So I did the, I think it was the 599 I think I got like a banner. That's, that's what they sent you was a, was a banner with a logo that you could like hang well, on the wall in your room or like take, take I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, again, red flags, sirens, people screaming. And I'm like, la, 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 ground floor opportunity. This is another one of the reasons I want to stay anonymous because God knows I don't want people to know that I fell for this. So some of the ladies in Dallas where most of the like frontline big people were one of the girls had bought a truck. She bought an old ice cream truck and was converting it to be the mobile shoe store because she thought that was great. And Nicole had done that. She recruited, I don't know how many people, I mean, a couple hundred people herself. She had recruited the woman who was my upline, who was in my city. I join on with her and everyone's like, rah, rah, this is going to be so great because we were people who liked fun shoes. I have a question really quick. Yeah. What was included in your like introductory package? Like, did you get actual shoes that, well, okay. Or at least was that the idea? (laughs) That was the idea. You were supposed to get some shoes. The people who bought in really high got some shoes. Since my upline was in the area, she was like, since you came in at the lower level, Um, And we're so close to launch. You can use my kit and my shoes for your launch. I'm like, great. I planned this big launch at like an offsite location. I have food. I have a screen set up because we're going to do like an online interview with Nicole and Kenny Davis. Kenny's all in. He's like, this is so great. You are going to run with this. I'm like, I am going to be the best. It's coming up to my event and I have no shoes except the like eight pairs that my upline let me borrow that I could sell. I was like, oh, what the fuck am I going to do? Because I had no product to sell. I had like, you know, eight or 10 pairs from my upline. I had bought a bunch of stuff because if you're trying on shoes, you have to be on carpet. So I had bought all these little rugs for people to try the shoes on. Because you can't walk on like hard floors and ruin the shoes. I had gotten a square to process payments. 
that I had been charged for business cards. They were really encouraging getting like a magnet or a wrap for your car. If you weren't going to like buy a truck again, I have no product. So I go to the mall with my Macy's star rewards and I start shopping their sale with my rewards so that I am buying like say a hundred dollar pair of shoes for like 30 and I figure I can charge like 75 for it and still make money. This is also embarrassing. I've literally never told anybody this whole story out loud. I get like, I don't know, a couple dozen pairs of shoes. Now the people at Macy's loved me. Their people are on commission. And like the store fucking manager is carrying my shopping bags to my car. He thinks I'm a personal stylist now to like rich people or something. I don't know. I carry it all out to my car. I do the event. They also told me they were going to have one of the shoe designers on. So it was going to be Nicole and Kenny. And then like they'd hooked up someone else. This is a huge deal. So of course, you know, whoever it was, Betsy Johnson, whatever, like isn't, isn't there to do my event. I do sell some shoes. What? How dare she? Yeah. How dare they, right? But they're like, oh my God, we just, we couldn't get the product to you in time. And we're trying so hard and I'm freaking out. I'm like, I've invited like over a hundred people to that. Like, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. So I managed to pull it off. I do not know how I pull it off. And a couple of people actually book shows off of this. What? Because they had no idea what I had done. Then I have another show. I get like a couple more pairs of shoes with star rewards. Do that show. Then I'm like waiting. Okay. So I now have a big magnet on my car with a company name that I paid for. I have recruited people, including a family member, which was horrifying and like a really good friend from college. And her story is so I posted on Facebook something about shoe dreams coming true or some kind of bullshit. I don't remember. <laughs> uh, great new opportunity. As we all did, all the you know, give a woman the right pair of shoes. You know, we literally shared pictures of women in leggings that said, and I quote, I think I joined a leggings cult and I'm okay with it. Unironically, we shared this. Yeah. Yeah. And Nicole, by the way, was great. Like I'm having conversations with her and she's like, honey, we're going to take care of you. Like she's all good. So this friend of mine from college, she immediately calls me and she goes, okay, this is the weirdest thing. And again, we all believe in the universe, right? And the messages. And by the way, I do, but also I'm saying this tongue in cheek. She goes, a week ago, I was trying to fall asleep. And I had this idea about, could I take my love of shoes and make a business out of it? And then you post that, meant to be. So she joins us. So I have a question really quick. At this point, how many shows have you had? Just the two. And how many shoes have you actually been sent? Sent zero. Still zero. Right? Zero. zero. Bought from or borrowed from my upline, but then I had to pay her back, you know, like when I sold them. And then the ones from Macy's, which by the way, were all super cute. Okay. So I get like two people to join. It's beginning of September and we're all starting to like murmur behind it. Like there's phone calls going around and people are like, just stay positive. We're good. Kenny and his wife. God, I wish I could remember her name. They're like, no, no, no. It's all good. And like, we can't get a hold of people. Like when we're trying to, like the whole thing just stinks. 
just stinks. You know, well, which here's another way. question I have. So you have two yeah. people underneath you. Have they gotten any shoes yet? No. Well, no, because also they didn't buy in. It's a $7,500. Yeah. So are yeah. you teaching them to go to Macy's and buy shoes or like, well, how, no, they how's just that working? Waited. Okay. They just kind of waited. So Nicole, we're supposed to get together in like the end of September, beginning of October in Dallas. We're supposed to have this big meeting. Nicole is having a milestone birthday, which is important to the story. I think she was turning 40. She's super excited and has this big party and a bunch of her friends. And during the party, she gets a phone call from one of the girls in Dallas who says, did you know that Kenny Davis's wife is a pedophile? Whoa, what? Yeah. Okay, this story took a, a, wow, that was a U-turn that I was not prepared for. We went over to the office and there's like nobody there. Everything about it was bad. A couple of these trusted, like, high-ranking people who bought in at the top levels had been suspecting something. Nicole maybe was a little bit. Some people were looking into it, but they called her at her birthday party to tell her, hey, by the way, this is totally fraud. Can you imagine? This all breaks, and there's this woman named Kelly Teague also, and she was the one doing, like, all the recruiting, all the corporate recruiting. You know, you would talk to your person who was trying to recruit you, but then when you had to go through the actual process, you talked to this Kelly Teague, okay? As soon as Nicole finds out, she resigns from the company. She has, like, a certified statement and documents everything. She is not party to the fraud. She's, like, very above board and honest about it. So let's go back to Kenny Davis for a minute. He had a company called IAMAA Direct, and that was the parent company. He had like multiple little ventures going on. He was being investigated under that, but then had created to the nine. So that was like legit until it wasn't. They immediately, I mean, everyone starts to do damage control. Nicole sends an email out to all of us who've been recruited. And she's like, I'm really sorry. I have nothing to do with it anymore. And we all panic a little bit. Wait a minute. Where's my money? What do I like? I got, I got nothing. You know, they took my money. And so she severs herself from it and we're all left going, well, well, what do we do? She ultimately gets another business partner. And I want to pause here. I mean, I'll, I'll go down the rabbit hole on like all the shit that Kenny and his wife and Miss Kelly did. I want to make sure I tell you that Nicole ends up with another partner uh, named Rashmi Malhotra, who was a C-suite executive with a bunch of like comms companies. The two of them are fucking fantastic. They immediately rename a different company. They allow all of us to come on if we want, no charge. They have to build a website from scratch. She has to go to her vendors that she had partnerships with because she used to be an independent mobile shoe store. So she's got to go back to like all her vendors. Like, will you please still work with me? I am separate from what's happening there. I'm so sorry. Fortunately, I think Kenny had like fronted all the fronted all the money. Obviously we fronted all the money. I don't know how much of her own money was invested in it, but she did sever immediately. And a bunch of companies worked with her, which was fantastic. It became moderately viable for about two years. When 
we went over to the new company, which was called Enchantment, spelled with N, Enchantment, N for Nicole. She really worked with those of us who went with her. It was very collaborative. I immediately was asked to like build all the onboarding training. Again, here's this like, oh my God, I'm getting, this is the thing I actually really wanted to do. So I became like the national recruiter. I held those phone calls every week. My college friend who was with me because she'd come from another MLM and we had built nice teams in our companies. We were building this onboarding training together. We were coming up with the incentives. We were doing all this stuff. Working then with the marketing person on creating the catalog and all of these other things. As bad as a lot of that was, for sure, it ended up providing me some great opportunities for learning and growth. And um, it, it, it forged a way to things I've done subsequently. And I have my own actual business at this point. And I use a lot of those things that I learned, adaptability, problem solving. Okay, how do I make this work? Obviously, going to Macy's with your star rewards to buy your inventory isn't ideal. But it's also a hell of a lot of problem solving. So I didn't have to just cancel everything. Macy's didn't yeah, like it so much yeah. when I started returning shoes. <laughs> I mean, I was impressed with the with the ingenuity of just being like, well, I'm just going to do this and like make it work. Yeah. There was a lot of good that came from it. Literally everybody that was involved ended up having like really great careers. There are people who have these amazing real estate careers. Nicole herself has gone on to this tremendous real estate career and they're from all over the country. And Rashmi has a great business in Texas. Some people went on to different MLMs, even though I think they're probably better ways to go. But I met the most amazing people, the level of professionalism and problem solving that this group had. But also, we had to deal with real serious fallout. And this is where like, when I look at something like Nixium, when everything goes south, and, you know, the head of the company turns out to be this like terrible, horrible, predatory person. There's a lot of shame for kind of falling for it. So, as I said, it ended up like going okay. It lasted, you know, for several years, but eventually it just kind of fell apart. Uh, and then Nicole actually called me a few years later and asked if I wanted to buy the business from her. And I was like, no. Um, thanks, but I put that to bed. I, I, I'm not really prepared to do that. It was the craziest thing. So Kenny Davis. Yeah. So I was going to ask what happened to Kenny and his wife and Kelly T. Okay. So there's a page called unhappy franchisee. There are reports there, you know, is to the nines a scam to the nines is an MLM scheme. Kenny Davis is under fire across the internet for running a blatant business opportunity scam. Uh, to the Nines was sold through a multi-level marketing system. Numerous complaints to the Better Business Bureau and the Better Business Bureau published a scathing review on October 31st, 2011. And then on November 1st of 2011, To the Nines announced it was offering refunds to its independent retail consultants. The feds prosecuted this. There was a like a 
class action. We were all asked to testify. I wanted it to just go away. So I did not. I know some people did. I just really wanted it to go away. And I knew he was getting in trouble anyway. There were other people who had invested a whole lot more money who had much more to lose and it was worth it for them. Plus they were in Texas. I wasn't going to like go to Texas and testify in something that I just really wanted to go away and forget about. But, um, you know, got my few hundred dollars back and just moved on. Some of the warnings online to the nines is a complete scam. If you are currently a consultant with this company, you should run away as fast as you can and do not fall for their stalling tactics any longer. If you are looking to be involved with this company, don't do it for the following reasons. One, they are asking for a huge investment to buy your way into higher management levels, but you don't receive much for your investment. Most of the money goes directly into Kenny Davis's own pockets. Two, there are no shoes. There were initially a limited amount of shoes listed online, but those are all gone now. And orders that were placed for new shoes were turned away for lack of payment. So they didn't pay their bills. So they had a website. Like, it all looked pretty. But I'm going to guess that Kenny and Kelly went to Macy's (laughs) with their Star Rewards dollars and built a website based off of clearance shoes from, like, Marshalls or or something like that. I fully believe that's what happened is like what I did just to save my own ass is what they did to build their whole business. No one is getting paid. No commissions have been paid to the consultants for months. When you asked why all you get are deflections and lies and stall tactics, no marketing materials are given to consultants when they sign up because the printer who was printing them all stopped doing it because they never got paid. Kenny Davis and Kelly Teague are recruiting consultants into the company, claim that IAMA, I-A-M-A-A Direct, is the parent company of To The Nines. They also claim that IAMA has been in business for 15 years and is a $6 million company. However, after investigating IAMA, it has been discovered that they were incorporated in May 2011, well after To The Nines was conceived by Kenny Davis and Nicole Jones. So he created the parent company, to hide a different business, actually. And he bullshitted it so much. And I I believe that he did have other companies, but then he created this corporation to like move the money around, like of all these other little things that he was extorting money. Upon learning about the deceptions uh, by Kenny Davis and Kelly Teague, Nicole Jones resigned from the company and is not party to the alleged fraud. Nicole has been tirelessly working to try to make things right. And I believe she is the only honest person in the whole operation. The company put forth a refund process, but it really buys some time because it's like 90 days and you have to sign off that you will not see them later on. Texas Attorney General press charges. He is listed on another website. Oh, it doesn't exist anymore called Fraud Digest. He's had other allegations for others. I looked up those Better yeah. Business Bureau reviews and the pages are not found. There's nothing on Better Business Bureau now about it at all. Quick search can find much more than what you're sharing too. So this is what they told us, you know, with that IAMA being incorporated in May, uh, this new company was moving from pre-launch to launch with a proven business model. And the opportunity presented was supposedly backed by IAMA Direct, a marketing firm with 15 years in direct sales, a solid infrastructure, national distribution, advanced technology, and solid relationships with recognized manufacturers. The ink was drying on a contract. Wait, this is the best. 
ink was drying on a contract, wait, this is the best, for a reality television show called To the Nines, and that Oprah had endorsed this business and was investing. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I actually had forgotten that. So those sound like lies. Yeah, yeah. I for I will I will give myself a little bit of credit. I had already signed up before anybody told me that extreme bullshit because I was like, yeah, I'll believe it when I see it, you know. But they really they really thought about that. They were like, this is this amazing entrepreneur from Chicago. Nicole had actually sold a pair of shoes to Oprah Winfrey. Like that is true. She sold her some shoes. And so I think that's why, like, it was like, oh, well, clearly she's signing off on this and we're going to be on the own network. I don't, you know, there was a unified fast start bonus plan that, you know, was like thousands and thousands of dollars for recruiting. And the numbers seem to indicate that people had the recruiting, the sign up fees had generated between 500000 and a million dollars for Kenny. Wow. Yeah. 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 So that's my horror story. And you'd think, right, I would have not stuck with it or whatever. But I also like, I couldn't decide what was harder, like admitting how fucking horrible it was and embarrassing or, you know, turn shit into Shinola mm-hmm. and do something, which I did. And and like I said, long term, it worked out and like I built some great on the job experience and things like that. But it's like, it's actually really, I'm feeling very triggered telling you this story right now. Like I'm like, I'm anxious even remembering how horrible it was. It's wild. It's absolutely wild to hear stories like this because it's not isolated. You're not the only person that was a part of this company and you're not the only person that has been a part of other companies like it. These really, you know, very shady. There's no product involved. A lot of people are lying and sort of covering it up and trying to just thinking that they're helping the company because, well, it's a ground floor opportunity and I got to help them and, you know, growing pains. I mean, I can't even tell you how many times we excused behavior in LuLaRoe for that kind of stuff. So absolutely, it makes sense. And I'm proud of you for sharing the story and thank you for sharing it with us because I think you probably also gave a lot of people some permission to dig down into that old baggage and unpack it and go, yeah, I did that too. And just admit it and be, we're going to move on and we're going to laugh with each other, not at each other and, uh, and move on from it. But it sounds like a total nightmare. I think that's why we kind of all came together as well. I'm going to say something else that, you know, really bothers me about this is I think he also very much took advantage of the fact that she was a minority woman. By the time she formulated her, like her own company, it was primarily minority women. In hindsight, with like through today's lens of what we know, but I think we are getting better at recognizing this. And it's really horrible to think that he was potentially going after that market because he perceived it as being an easy mark. I think statistically, you'd know this better. Most MLMs historically have been like suburban white women. Yes. 
And now they're starting to get like maybe a little more predatory on some of those like margin communities because you see opportunity like, oh, these are people who work three jobs. What if we could have one of those jobs be super easy side hustle, whatever. But I think that's really bothered me as well. And I was really determined to work as much as I could to make her solo venture successful. Because at that point, it was 100% woman owned, it was minority woman owned, which was really exciting to me. I have real appreciation for some of the business obstacles that the women I worked with faced also. And like, I ended up with great lifelong friendships out of it as well, because they're like war stories. You know that. It's when you go through like a really terrible traumatic experience. Yeah. So uh, I just pulled up the um, 2016 indictment against Kenny Davis. Uh, It was just all so shady. I mean, because every time you'd be like, okay, I'm starting to get suspicious. They'd have some amazing person that you talked to who had this great job and a great resume and you don't know if they were legit or not, you know? And then like, I remember one time there was a guy that was supposed to be like tech support, like help you with your affiliate website. And he was great. And he became like the only person I trusted. He finally was like, I'm leaving. You got to go like that. You could just tell they were, you know, there were people who would keep you on the phone and keep deflecting and deflecting and deflecting. And then there were people like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. So here's the way the, I feel like the universe did work for me. So the woman who ultimately built the website for enchantment, and the marketing material and the catalogs, a woman named Catherine Keller. She's ended up being one of my best friends and built my entire website for my blog. I've done business with her now for, you know, 10 years aside from, which was like really huge. And yeah, it's just, it's like, it's weird. You know, it's weird. It is. I love those little connections. And I, I love finding the positive, obviously, and the MLM and what we're able to take out of it. And I'm so glad that you have that connection as well. Yeah. Unfortunately, there's one woman I've like, I know because she's the one who in Dallas bought like an ice cream truck with her husband was converting it. She was like my second tier upline and they spent, you know, she put probably 20, 30 grand into starting up her business. And then she did not come with us. She sued but she's like way up there with um, Thrive Vitamins. And like, she would never talk to you as an anti, like everything that you talk about on your podcast on what you do is everything she does. And it's a lot of yes, man, back and forth. And I just was like, I can't, you know, and then it's like, these vitamins are going to keep you from getting COVID and this and the malaria drug. (laughs) Like, I, but like she would have so much good information for you on the whole Kenny Davis piece, especially when there's yeah. court well, cases and the involved is, and like, shady people and hush hush and there's no product like in a product based pyramid scheme. There's no product. Well, you just got a pyramid scheme, right? Like well, that freaking um the the fucking Listerine strips. Elamir. Like every time you talk about them, I'm like, this is to the nines. Yeah, they don't See? have any product. I mean, they're given their own samples. But they're not launching and they're like constantly in pre-launch, constantly in pre-launch. And every time you talk about them, I'm like, oh my God, these poor people. 
Yeah, it's it's funny. I have I have a couple friends who are like super into your podcast now. My one girlfriend, it's taken her a little bit. Like she has like a real job now, and she started listening to your podcast, and she's like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" And <laughs> they always I, go, "Uh oh." <laughs> and I was like, "What am I doing wrong that she doesn't know I have a podcast? Like, what the fuck?" Somehow I got on that algorithm train and like. It's just my podcast. I mean, I was also in a movie, so it helped. But I think I really, to be perfectly honest, I think the reason that my podcast does so well in this niche, this anti-MLM niche, is that I'm kind. Yeah. And and I'm not making fun of people. And I, I give people permission and say it's okay. The whole reason I, I was attracted to MLMs is because it was so filled with hope. They all, I mean, hope, half yeah. them call themselves hope dealers. I know that that's like Thrive. Opium. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm a hope dealer. I like I can give you hope to get out of your debt to make you feel better to get rid of, you know, yeah. whatever it is. I am that person. I am attracted to that. So if you are just ragging on, you know, people who've done it, I mean, come on. like, here's the thing. There was this like with to the nights, there was this beautiful website that you could buy from, you know, so again, they had some for a couple months until they didn't but he took that he opened an office he built the website he did all the things to paint the picture to keep getting more money the problem was it slowed down because he got that first round of people who were like i'm gonna pay 10 grand to come in at the highest level and then there were like then they got to the point which happens you start exhausting networks and you're like okay uh i'm only gonna pay the 500 dollars because like, I appreciate, I don't want to come in at 99 because that's nothing. You know, the 500, like, got me the website, got me the, you know, whatever. And one of my frustrations and why I finally was like, I just can't do this anymore. So one of the women in Chicago, she's a real estate agent. She does a killer business. She was like 28 years old. She used to be a social worker. She became a real estate agent because money. But as a social worker, she used to write grants. She and I were talking one day and she's, I said, I wish they would apply for a small business grant from the government. This girl was like, I, I used to write grants. Like that's, that was my job at a nonprofit. Like I know how to write grants. That's what I did. So she and I sat down with Nicole and Rajmi and we were like, this is a company owned by two brown women. Let's get a grant. And Nicole, her, and I knew this from reading her book, she grew up with not a lot. Her dad worked like four jobs. She got her education. She refused to take handouts. And she kept thinking of it as a handout. And we couldn't get her to understand it, it's not a handout. Like, this is you're a badass and we want to help you build your business because you are at a disadvantage as a partnership between two brown women trying to launch this business. I think she might have actually been able to, even if it wasn't an MLM or whatever, I think she might have been able to have a really good, solid business. But we never got to like the real money because she felt like she would be taking advantage. She was super honest about everything and she just didn't want to do that and we were like oh, except that's that's how businesses happen every white man in the world is going to go try to get a grant <laughs> right 
they have no shame asking the government for money. Like, you know, and the old boys club will deliver. So Obama's president, he's from Chicago. I was like, he would probably write you a check out of his personal checkbook. Like that, like, why would you not do that? But it's okay. It's okay. Again, she's got a great business now. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing this part of your story and adding to the bigger story of To The Nines. Thank you so much for listening to Life After MLM. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. And follow us on social media at Life After MLM Podcast and my advocacy at The Real Roberta Blevins. You can find all of the links to the social accounts in our show notes. And if you just listened to that incredible story and you thought, oh my God, I have a story just like that that needs to be told, hit me up, therealrobertablevins at gmail.com. I would love to have you on the show to share your story and start your journey in life after MLM. See you next time, Hans. Thank you.